Somebody asked me once, in the midst of everything going on, how do I find peace? My response was, peace is pie. We conceptualize the whole in regards to how we're going to divvy up the pie. The key to it is you want to slice a big enough piece to where you'll be satisfied and not need more. But also bear in mind what everybody else is getting. Conceptualizing an equilibrium and a balance between your slice and everybody else's. Not leaving it to chance to get a small enough piece in the in the midst of the big in the midst of the whole. Peace isn't about how much fortitude or how much mental capacity or how much mindfulness you possess as a person. Peace is finding refuge in the articulation of the things that you think that are going to bring you to a place of euphoria in regards to your happiness, in regards to your, um, in regards to your purpose, in regards to the, the complacency in how you live or in the goals in which you seek. Peace is not necessarily without chaos. It is not without pandemonium. It is not without things that are in your way. It's not without turmoil. It's not without temptation. Peace can be, it can be fickle, just as love. But peace can also be the onset of enlightenment for the life that you hope to live. It can be the catalyst for the transcendence of change in which you see, in which you want to see within your own self, within your own heart, your own mind, and within your spirit. You have to understand that when you long for things in life, you have to also be okay with some of the things not being an active part of your life. That includes people. That includes places and things. Materialism, money. It includes all of these things. You have to also understand too that you yourself as a person seeking peace are also a piece of the puzzle in which you seek the whole of. And that conceptualization is probably a lot more deeper than people can comprehend at this point. Because us as people 
are trying to find inner peace within ourselves. We're trying to find peace within the the control of things that we have around us and in our ambience. But we are also part of the peace that the whole is seeking to make whole. And if there is no inner peace and then there is no outward peace, then how can we hope to be as people in peace and make peace and create peace? Interesting questions to ask, right? So something to think about. Uh, I think this podcast is number 28. I haven't really been saying what number they are, but I'm rolling. Uh, So yeah, that's where we're at right now. So you got to find your peace so we can find peace together. And we can find peace within ourselves. I am Terrence Brown, and this will be the Brownie Points. Let's get it started. Oh, yeah. Like I said before, we have to be um, the identification of what peace means in our world. And a lot of people define it as a different thing, depending on their situation, depending on the things that they are going through in their life, and depending on what type of peace they they are seeking. Some people can be complacent in peace and they can see peace as a thing that is going to beget more chaos than it is actual um, calmness in their life. So we have to understand these things and we have to acclimate ourselves to a to a level of calmness and understanding in regards to the things that we want in regards to the things that we see and understanding the things that we have control over and the things that we do not um once we come to that realization and we come to that truth then we start to realize some things will open up to us some doors will open um some doors may lock and close but that is if we're not allowed in and we're not allowed access then I need not worry about the things that are behind the door. I only can worry about the access that I have, the control that I have, the, the, the talents and the ambition and the goals that I possess myself. So in that, peace can be found. I think a lot of people get it misconstrued when they're trying to find, when they're trying to find a, when they're trying to find things in a world And disrupting their own peace to find something that may not exist for them. Um, I think people get peace misconstrued when they are trying to seek out relationships and seek out um, the people that they want in their life. Having specific attributes and exhibiting certain traits that they feel or deem as appealing or deem as um, amicable to who they are. And what they stand for. And yet still find pandemonium in that even with the things that they believed would be a match for them. I think people believe peace to be completely and utterly tranquil in the midst of our battles, in the midst of our wars, in the midst of any quarrels that we may be having. Peace doesn't necessarily ensure that 
all of those things will be alleviated. Let's make that clear. Peace is just to say that anything that is happening, regardless of your trials, your tribulations, um, anything that you're going through, the things that you're combating, the temptations that you're trying to fight off, regardless of whatever it may be. Peace is to say that in the midst of these things going on and in the midst of these things happening to me. I'm not allowing my emotions to run rampant. I'm not allowing my spirit to be deflated. I'm not allowing my mind to be the detriment to itself. I'm not allowing these things to stagger me in my pride and in my confidence. Peace is also part of patience. It is a byproduct. If you're patient, then you're going to find yourself a lot more peaceful. If you're rushing through everything and you're trying to accelerate things and you're trying to acclimate yourself to gaining control over things that may or may not be in your control, you find yourself mystified by peace. You'll find yourself frustrated by not having peace and you'll ultimately find no peace in your life. I talk of this because I understand in my own life what it's like to find peace, what it's like to find refuge in the things and people that I place in front of me. I know what it's like to have inner peace and I know what it's like to be disrupted and to have that disrupted. I know what it's like to have a broken mentality and I know what it's like to not be patient about things even though life teaches you one way or another that you have no choice in the matter and that God has a sense of humor. So in saying that, um, I just want people to understand in the likeness of peace that although peace is a positive a positive thing and it has a positive connotation or not a positive connotation, but it has a positive spin to it. That doesn't necessarily mean that peace is the end all to the pessimism and the frustration you may face in trying to find it. And that's why we coined the phrase of finding peace. And some people unfortunately die in in the in the exploration of finding and trying to find it some people never find peace and some people do some people have peace right in front of them and care not to have it they rather they rather batter through the battle through the chaos than to relinquish than to relinquish that which binds them to their frustrations to their anger to um to their struggle so i thought i'd start out that way um just to give you guys something to think about um of course i got a quote for you guys the ramifications in finding peace can be the proclamation of index and middle fingers held up as an interjectionalized greeting peace can be the weapon holstered to my side it can be refuge in people places and things i hold dear Peace can be the inclination of subside, um, to subside differences for togetherness.
It can be equating balance in moments where things don't quite add up. Peace is the manifestation of uncertainty and truth, finding an equilibrium in how prosperity can still exist in the midst of our trials. Peace is not stagnation, rather the mastery of finesse amidst the chaos. So, just like I said, peace can be a, a multitude of different things that define who we are in the midst of how we become calm, how we live our lives, how we live in our frustrations, how we live in our pandemonium, how we live in our chaos and our stress and our struggles and our challenges and our trials. Peace can be how we live in the manifestation of our spirit and our mind and our hearts, how we live um, in the midst of our everyday lives. So I entitled this podcast, Still Waters Amidst the Waves. Um, it's a metaphor. And I thought it was a good title as well because it sounded cool. But <laughs> um, when we're talking about peace and we're talking about chaos, which, you know, perceptually those things are on, you know, opposite sides of the spectrum, peace and chaos, um, just as love and hate just as anger and happiness. Um, we always think these things to be so far beyond each other that that a middle ground is more or less a nuance to the definition of what those two things mean. And just as love and hate are deemed as really close relatives to each other, despite them being on polar opposites of how they're defined. Peace and chaos are the same. I think it's important to, to note that when you are in, at peace with yourself, when you have peace of mind, when you have a an innate ability to be calm in who you are and what you signify in your existence, you start to realize that everything around you can be made peaceful. Even in the midst of total chaos, even in the midst of total pandemonium, you can still find peace. And like I said, for most people, um, peace, peace can be elusive depending on how you deal with everyday life as it stands. Peace can be elusive depending on who you are and your general temperament and how you react to things. Peace can be, it can be trivial to some people. 
because there's people out there that believe peace to not exist or peace be a momentary uh uh peace be momentarily significant in moments in time but it not be existential for periods of time peace can be it can be funny it can be humorous and i say that to say it it depends on the person it depends on how you seek the things that are going to make you calm it depends on how your mind is brought to brought to a um a stillness brought to it a, a calmness and and this varies from person to person because every person has an experience regardless of if it's the same or not from you know any given person people experience things and react to things differently and the byproduct of those experiences is how we allow ourselves to either find peace or chaos in everything that we're we're talking about everything that we're doing but in that there there's a mechanism for most people typically a defense mechanism from how we guard ourselves from chaos or how we guard ourselves from stress or how we guard ourselves from negativity or even from people. And sometimes those defense mechanisms work in the favor of garnishing our peace, our peace of mind, um, our inner peace, and how we ultimately um, spur ourselves on through life. So there's some ways that people do it. And like I said, um, my brownie point ultimately for this particular podcast is however you seek peace, make sure you have um, the utilities to maintain that peace. For me, um, just because um, this is how I found my peace, is I found peace of mind in knowing that at some point in my life, I was going to have to assert myself. I was going to have to speak up for things. I was going to have to alleviate myself of my shyness and alleviate myself of my meekness. And I was going to have to go out into a world that I hope to change and make my stance and my opinion and my words be felt by people who had never heard me or knew of me. I knew I would have to do that. So now, in the person that I have kind of become, I find peace in words. I find peace in poetry. I find peace in symbolism. I find peace in knowing 
that I will never, ever be afraid again to tell people how I truly and utterly feel about them, about situations, about experiences, about the things that I believe in. I find peace in voicing these things. I find peace in hearing my voice being heard and understood by those who look up to me. I find peace in being around people, having the ambiance of good people around me. I find peace in knowing that I am a role model to children at where I work. I find peace in playing basketball. I find peace in knowing that I can come home to my children whom love me and I love them. And I find refuge in the hearts and souls of those who believe in me and have gotten me to this point. That's where my peace lies. For other people, it may be different. But regardless of the matter, you have to be consciously pursuing what it is that you define as peace. And the only way you can do that, and this is my belief, and I wholeheartedly believe this, you will only meet peace when you have met the challenge of chaos. And I say that to say that a lot of people don't understand peace until they've understood chaos. Just as a lot of people don't understand the manifestation of hate inside their heart until they've understood the rejection of love. Until they've wholeheartedly understood what love signifies to them. It's true. And it's a focal point of most people. Um, people always sit here, it, they, they always come up with the cliche line of, you know, most people don't find peace until they, until they're dead. And I think that to be sad. I think that to also, to almost be like a cop out because in life and in this God given spirit and in this God given body and this God given, you know, eyes and heart and breath and scenery and everything that God has built for us and built us and, and created us for. I don't think he create us, created us to only find peace in death. I think he created us to find peace in life. But I believe that there are a lot of people out there in the world who, who don't understand um who don't understand peace as it coincides with chaos. I think people understand peace as only a phrase and not a way of life and not a, and not a part of our spiritual being. And so if a lot of people understand it that way, then yeah, you may not have peace in living. You may not. You may only find peace in death. Just as people with diseases and um, sicknesses and with ailments and disabilities. Think about how those people 
have gone through the chaotic, the chaoticness of figuring out that there is a, a, a misstep in the things that they have to do in order to come to the equilibrium of finding peace in what they are and who they are. We have to think in that basis. I'm blessed that I myself have the opportunity to find peace in being who I am, regardless of any title or stipulation that is attached to me. I find peace in being black. I find peace in being the age that I am. I find peace in knowing that my family will be taken care of once I'm gone. I find peace in the 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 professionalism and the the career that I choose. I find peace in waking up every day thanking the Lord that I got one more day to exist and to still make a change before I'm gone. I find peace in every word that I utter and it be heard and it be taken with the utmost significance. I find peace in being Terrence Jamal Brown. And I say these things to say that you can only come to that realization when you have really studied, when you have really experienced, when you have really taken the time to really understand you, to really understand yourself in different predicaments, different situations, different moments and how you were able to alleviate the the chaos and how you were able to find peace. So there's a couple of ways that people find peace. Um, listening to music. That's one thing that I love to do myself is I love to listen to music. I love I love listening to my rap. I love listening to my R&B. I love, you know, I love listening to podcasts. Um, I just love listening to the wisdom and the words of other people. Because like I said, I am a big person who finds peace in words. I find peace in the understanding of language. I find peace in um, just the depth of delivery in what people say. Um, some people find peace in going for walks. Some people, um, find peace by meditation or being in nature. Um, there's people out there who find peace, um, in, in adamant, in, in adamant objects. Um, and that could be anything that, you know, people feel that they need and find peace in buying a bunch of pair, buying shoes and buying clothes and having materialistic things. Um, some people find peace in yoga and, you know, exercise, weightlifting. Um, I think one of the most significant ways to find peace is self-love. 
There's a lot of people out there who don't love themselves and they will never be at peace because they can't they can't wrestle with the concept of finding a common ground to love themselves for who they are, what they are, what they've become and what they will be. Um, and that results from insecurities that results from um, experiences where, you know, a pessimistic side has kind of, you know, taking growth over the optimism that, that you can see in certain situations. Um, love yourself. I mean, and that means love yourself with all of your flaws and the things that, you know, that may that may come off or seem or perceptualized as unsavory, but that's perspective. There's a lot of people out in the world that are going to hate you. There's going to be a lot of people out in the world that are, you know, going to be disgusted by you. There's a lot of people out in the world that are not going to agree with you. And that's not contingent upon anything that has to do with you. It all has to do with them. And that has nothing to do with how you love yourself and what you love about yourself. So if you want to find inner peace, you have to learn to love yourself in any situation, regardless, good or bad, regardless of your sentiment, regardless of your opinion, regardless of your justification in how you internalize your insecurities or people, you know, projecting their insecurities upon you. You still have to be able to love yourself enough to be able to find inner peace. Um, I know it sounds cliche, but you have to hold true to yourself. Um, I think a lot of people, they sway with whatever's trendy, with the flow of, you know, of everybody else. And they, you know, they practice, you know... They don't practice being congruent. They practice following. They practice um, trying to acclimate to the similarities of others as opposed to um, as opposed to embracing their individual self. I think at the end of the day, how you feel and what you think is going to be the most monumental thing to your peace. Because you can't find peace trying to be like everyone else. You will never find peace, ultimately, trying to follow in the footsteps of others. Your path is not paved in the same material and the same way that somebody else's path is paved. Your peace is not going to be found in the same way that other people find their peace. So you have to stay true to yourself. You have to understand the components of your mind and the components of your heart and the components of your spirit. And you have to conjure up a way to find patience and peace in the things that you're doing. That's not contingent upon anybody else but you. So stay true to yourself. I think one of the biggest things in 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 peace in and and in chaos and for both is being able 
to have a sensible enough brain and mind to be to to understand one how to be humble humility is a big thing and it's part of peace but also knowing that you can still have a sense of humor in everything that is going on in your life and everything that is going on with you and in your existence regardless of how bleak things may seem regardless of how you know um trying things may seem regardless of any you know any situations that may just seem terrible or out of your control you can still have a sense of humor you can still laugh about things that may make you cry you can still joke about things that may still hurt a little bit it's okay to have a sense of humor in the midst of these things we we ultimately live and die by our acclimation to our feelings and emotions and how we react to them based on our experiences. I used to get extremely angry when things didn't go my way. I used to get extremely frustrated and stressed when things didn't seem like they were falling into place. I used to get extremely discouraged and lose hope very easily when I felt like there was no end to my challenges and my trials. But eventually, over time, as I discovered who I was, and as I discovered the person that I wanted to be, and as I discovered the goals that were going to put me in a predicament where I was going to feel most at peace, I was able to laugh those things off. I was able to understand and make light of things that might have not been so light when I was trying to figure it all out. One thing that we have to understand as people is that everything can be deep and anything can be shallow just as anything can be light or anything be heavy. It all depends upon the mind and the, the, the mental fortitude of the person who is possessing these things in their mind and weighing them um, and weighing them in regards to that. I can go out and lift weights and think that they're the heaviest things on the planet and the next person behind me go and lift and think that it was the easiest thing to do in their life. It's it varies from person to person. So have a sense of humor, laugh, have fun, um, understand that, you know, humor, humor can be truthful. Humor can help to to heal wounds uh, and it can also help to open up a capacity in which you are able to speak about the things that hurt you or speak about the things that that ail you or speak about um, just some of your challenges in life. Humor can bring about those things and it can bring in a, and it can bring about those things in a way where it's digestible to others. So. Laugh, have fun, make jokes. You know, life can be. Life can be hard, but it can also be made to be fun, even in the midst of things that are that are not so much um, 
what we would consider to be great or happy moments in time. Um, love unconditionally. I think a lot of people get that confused too. Um, to love unconditionally. That that means to to love without fear, to love without expectations or conditions attached or ramifications or stipulations or any of these things. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. If you truly are, you know, if you're truly in love with people or you love someone, we have significant other or you love your family or you love the people you're around, your children, you have to love them unconditionally. You have to love them as if they were perfect. And we know all people know that nobody's perfect in this world, but we have to love people as if they were. And we have to love them for their flaws, their insecurities. We have to love them for their feeling of resentment. We have to love them for the people that they are not. We have to love them for the people that they are becoming. Um, inner peace. I think part of having inner peace is having goals, having ambitions, having a foresight to see them, to see yourself in a light where you are successful or you're succeeding or you are um, or you are getting past barricades and um, obstacles that are going to get you to the next step in which you want to be. Um, goals don't necessarily determine your success. It's what you do in pursuit of those goals that determine your success. It's the hard work and diligence that you put forth in order to ensure that the purpose of those goals are met. So understanding your goals is part of our peace. Um, don't take yourself too seriously. I think a lot of the times in life, we are so rigid about things that we want and we are so rigid about our goals and we're so rigid about how we feel and we're so rigid about the wrongdoing that happens to us and the people that are around us. Ultimately, we have to be adaptive and we have to be a flex and we have to be flexible in our approach to life. Um, rigidity doesn't help in thinking. And I, I can tell you that you have to be malleable in the way that you think. You have to be open in the way that you think. You have to allow... Um, you have to allow yourself not to contradict yourself with rigid ideas, but to allow yourself the openness and um, the accessibility to thoughts and ideas that are going to that are going to help you to find peace. Because, like I said, it, if you're so serious in life and there is no flexibility, then how will you find peace? Because you have to be able to adapt in order for peace to grow, in order for your patience to grow. And that means in any situation, you have to live that way. You have to live and breathe and find, you know, and find what's easiest in doing that. And you can't do that without being flexible. Um, live in the moment. Um, you have to understand that you can't worry about things of your past. You can't panic or, you know become distraught about things that are going to come. Um, you can only concern yourself with the now. You can only prepare for the future. 
and you have to be able to understand and be okay with your past. So you got to like let things come as they come and let things go as they pass, period. Um, Worry. This is one of the things that a lot of people do. They worry about things. They worry about how they're going to pay their bills. They worry about how things are going to come about. They worry about what's going to happen in the future. They worry about their children. They worry about what's going to happen to them. They wor- it's a million it's a million things we can worry about in our lives. But ultimately, we have to remind ourselves that worry worry is a thing that can keep us stagnant in our productivity in the things that we do. If I worry too much about the things that I'm doing, then I will never do anything. But if I choose to just go out and do things and just hope for the very best, I learn a lot about life. I learn a lot about my experiences. And I learn to understand that if I get through these things and I'm still alive at the end of it all, then I can find peace in knowing that I was able to accomplish these things as opposed to worrying about whether I would accomplish them or not. Sometimes you just got to dive in and see if you can swim. Honestly, I'm like, and even, you know, even if you can't, there are there are lifesavers. There are people in place to to help you. You have to be able to navigate these things for yourself but not worry about them while you're trying to navigate them. Be assertive. Um, I think people get assertion misconstrued with being aggressive. Um, It has nothing to do with that. Um, Being assertive means you're not passively or submissively walking through life. You You have to ultimately state and take a stance on whatever it is that you're taking a stance on. People find peace in their opinion being heard. People find peace in being heard in general in regards to certain topics or certain situations or being able to privy people to their mindset. Um, you can't be passive in that. Um, there is no compromise in your assertion. You have to assert yourself and stand up for the things that you believe in. You find peace in knowing that people know the things that you know and know that sometimes we can be agreeable and sometimes we don't and sometimes we'll be at odds. But that doesn't make it to where I still can't find peace in the things that I believe. Um, one of the things that I'm big on. And I think a lot of people um, actually take it for granted is spending time with yourself, spending time with your thoughts, spending time with your your consciousness um, or what we would call me time. I think it's important to be okay being by yourself. It's one thing that I promote for anybody. And I'm talking and I'm saying this as a married guy. Um, it's okay to find peace in being by yourself and being with your own thoughts. There are some people who absolutely hate the fact of being by themselves and hate 
being, you know, left with their own devices and being left with their own thoughts. But typically those people are the people who need it most. Because that means that they find they've always found their peace in being around others as opposed to finding peace within themselves. Um, your life is consistently on the go. And sometimes you need to take time to be able to 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 reevaluate, to assess, to to find balance. Sometimes it may feel selfish, but you'll feel yourself being more worthy of people and you'll find yourself being more um, applicable to the lives of other people. When you found peace in yourself, you'll find yourself to be a lot less angrier um, at people. You'll be you'll find yourself slow to criticize and judge when you have found, you know, inner peace and you've taken the time out for yourself in order to do that. Um, part of our inner peace is not always feeling guilty for everything. I think a lot of people, um, they, they relinquish their peace because they feel guilty about things that could have happened and didn't, or they feel guilty about things that happened to other people, or they feel guilty about the things that they've done to people. Um, at the end of the day, um, you can only do so much. Um, if you allow your guilt to eat away at you, you will never find peace. If you allow um, the guilt of, you know, wrongdoing or a misstep in your life or a mistake to dictate how you're going to feel and um, and your emotions and your peace of mind, you will forever be lost in that guilt and it will always come off as a negative emotion and peace will be in and peace will be um, infeasible to, to, to have. You have to you have to recognize that we as a people, we're going to be guilty for a lot of things. We're going to be guilty for, you know, most things that we feel that have, you know, not gone in the, the manner in which they should. But that doesn't mean that we can't move on and that we can't let it go and that we still can't find peace. It's toxic to hold on to guilt. Um, a lot of people... They a lot of people who resent other people or hold resentment towards other people. Um, there's a guilt in that. And you'll never find peace resenting other people and you'll never find peace on the other side of things, feeling resented by other people because of things that have happened. At the end of the day, all we, all we can do is apologize and do better. And we have to live day by day. We can't live in the past. We have to live in the present and hope for the future. So resist guilt. Um, failure. We have to learn to understand failure. And in failure, learning to learn things from our from our missteps and from our failures. Um Failure is not a bad thing. 
That's one thing that I want to express to people. I think people have always misconstrued failure as a bad thing. Failure is not necessarily a bad thing. Failure is a process to success um, for most for most people, actually. You're going to fail a million times, but once you succeed that one time, it makes all the difference. And it turns those hundred, those millions of failures into triumph. I'm going to fail a million times um, in trying to, you know, trying to perfect something. But once it's perfected, I have it. And it's a success story. So understand that failure is the catalyst for success. And it's also the catalyst for learning. It's the catalyst for finding peace. You find peace and success when you know that you've endured failure. And that's real. Um, There's just a lot of things um, that we can find peace in. I think one of the most um, monumental things that we as a people have to understand about peace is that we have to be able to slow ourselves down. And we have to be able to alleviate ourselves of pressure. One thing that I've always told people in my life especially being as old as I am now and going through as many things as I've gone through throughout my childhood, throughout my early adulthood, teenage years, up until now, is that I feel no pressure at this point. And I feel no pressure because I ultimately dictate the success and the time in which I want to do things in the in the parameters of my own control and my own and my own means to to gain and to participate and to be a part of the things that I want to be a part of. I don't feel pressure to succeed. I don't feel pressure at my job. I don't feel pressure um, at home. I don't feel any pressure. And, and because I don't feel any pressure. It's because it attests to the peace that I have in my mind. I don't feel pressure to be, you know, an excellent father, an excellent husband. I don't feel pressure to be an excellent friend, um, a family member, brother, um, because I've instilled in myself all of the things that are necessary for me to be great in those avenues. So at this point, I don't feel pressure to to be, you know, to be something that I'm not because I've already exhibited the skills and the mindset that I need in order to be to feel at peace and doing these things and being a role model. I don't feel pressure. And I think a lot of people feel pressure um, for those things. And at the end of the day, it's, you have to be able to get over that pressure and do whatever it is that you feel is within your capabilities and within your power. Um, that's one thing that I understand about peace is understanding where my limits lie. Um, There are people out there, they don't have limits, or at least they haven't explored them. For me, I've had to explore my limits because I've lived a life where I've had no choice but to. But in doing that, I've found the things where I, you know, where I may fall short. And I've also found the things where I, um, where I supersede, you know, the expectation for myself. And in that, I've found peace in that and I've learned to alleviate the pressure due to the peace that I've found. So understand there is no pressure 
in in life unless you place it upon yourself. Um, so my brownie point to you guys in regards in regards to your exploration of peace is um, don't underestimate the things that bring you that bring you peace. Don't overestimate the things that may compress your mentality in finding peace. Um, there are there are ways and there are means to getting to the things that you want in life and also gaining the um, gaining the hope that peace is going to exist for you in your lifetime. Don't ever feel pressure to live a life that does not fit you and don't exude and don't exude a pride that is masking that is masking the realization of what you can be and what you should be doing because you'll find it very hard to um to relinquish the chaos in your life to find peace so think about it understand your balance understand your equilibrium and understand how you can um how you can forego a lot of the frustrations in your life by um by setting a plan and setting a purpose for how you may how you will get and maintain peace in your own life all right you guys um i thought it would be cool to read an excerpt um just um in relation to this conversation about peace of mind and just the depths in which um, we need to um, encounter just our inner calm and our inner peace. Um, so this passage is from Wilfred A. Peterson, um, and it alludes to just um, philosopher and just in regards to just this whole peace thing and what we understand and need to understand about peace. So here it goes. The surface of life is also in a state of constant flux, with good days and bad and victory and defeat, to maintain as the ocean does a deep inner calm, while the storms of misfortune reverses fears and worries lash at the surface of life, is to discover the secret of serenity. Years ago, when Thomas Edison's factory burned down, he wasted no time bemoaning his fate. Immediately after the disaster, reporters found a calm, quiet man already to work on plans for a new building. When Emerson's home was destroyed by fire and his precious books were being reduced to ash, Louisa May Alcott came to console him. The great philosopher said, yes, yes, Louisa, they are all gone, but let us enjoy the blaze now. Isn't it beautiful? Some people are ocean personalities. In their inner depths, they are not defeated by what happens to them. The towering waves of circumstances cannot reach us when we go deep within, the, within to seek the peace that passes all understanding. While the surface of life is in turmoil, we can find an inner calmness to see us through. I thought that was a... A, a great passage in regards and in reference to how we find um, inner peace and 
what it means to us as people. And just it spoke to how people react in situations that may be out of our control or in catastrophic situations or in calamity in regards to things that we have no control over, but seemingly have to still be at peace with what happens and also be at peace with the things that we have to do in order to make the situation good or positive. Um, just for myself, um, there's a lot of things that I've had to come, come to peace with. I've had to come, I've had to come to peace and come to terms with not growing up with a dad, um, growing up with a father who, you know, relinquished his life and his existence to substance abuse and, and theft. Um, I had to come to peace with him not being a part of my of my life and of my success. And I had to come to peace with him not being a part of seemingly his grandchildren's life and knowing me, you know, in my adult years. It's the same peace that I had to come to terms with in regards to my mom, um, her not being able to speak with me, her um ultimately having a disdain for the person that I had become. I had to come to peace with her um, her hold and her um, just her um, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of the word. Just her um, her constraint to her failures in her own life and her um and her remaining in her solitude as a means to keep everybody else away because she was struggling i had to come to peace with that i had to come to peace with the fact that though i've been married for almost 11 years i've had to come to peace with the fact that I don't know if my wife truly and utterly trusts me. And that may be my fault or it may be her insecurity, but um, I've had to come to terms with that and I've had to come to peace with those things. And in coming to peace with that, that doesn't necessarily mean that I don't try every day to do things that are going to be pleasing and righteous in her eyes and do my due diligence as a husband to do the best that I can do within the parameters and capabilities of the things that I can do. Um, I've had to come to peace with my own flaws and my own mortality as a person in regards to things that I was able to do, but I can't do anymore or feeling like I can't do anymore. Because I'm getting old. Um, I've had to come to peace with losing a lot of my friends and um, alleviating myself of a lot of the uh, relationships and people that I used to be around and hang around and, you know, be cool with. Um, just because my path has put me in a place where some of those relationships may have been toxic. Some of those relationships may have been, you know, 
not good for me. Some of the friendships that I've been in may not have been to my best interest. Um, I've had to come to peace with, you know, being without those things. I've had to come to peace with being in general without things in my life. Um, I've had to come to peace with feeling lonely and feeling, you know, feeling like there aren't very many people in my corner and very many people there for me when I'm in need of them. Because when I'm, when you're the person who people rely on to be there for them, people never account for your feelings as a person or your, you know, your struggles and your pains and your stress and your frustrations. People will never account for that because most people, unfortunately, are self-centered. So they only care about their own worries. They don't care about the worries of the people that are helping them or the people aiding them or the people who, you know, go out of their way to do as much as they can do in order to see that you are that you are safe, that you are helped, that, you know, that your state of mind be tranquil or made tranquil. A lot of people don't worry about that for people like myself who wholeheartedly believe in helping people before myself. And I had to come to peace with that. I had to come to peace that not very many people are going to come to my aid when I'm in need. Um, I've had to come to a lot of realizations about life as a whole. And I've had to witness and experience things and be at peace with them as I'm trying to cultivate a perspective in which I'm trying to endow my wisdom and my knowledge of life and trying to bestow upon people the things that I know um, in reference to how they can live their lives if they alleviate themselves of some of the, the demons and some of the things that haunt them. Um, I can safely say for myself, though we all have flaws, though we all may have demons or skeletons in the closet, whatever you want to prefer to them as, you have to be able to alleviate yourself of those things and you have to be able to work through some of those things. There's a lot of people out there that overcapacitate their their minds with regret and resentment and anger and frustration and hatred um just to just to keep themselves from having to deal with the fact that you can find peace in all of this if you work a little bit a lot of people don't want to work for peace they rather be at war because it's easier it's easier to have no restraint than it is to have restraint when you really want to do something. Just as it's easier, it's easiest to pull out a gun and shoot somebody that you hate than it is to have restraint knowing that you have the power and the means to do something and yet you don't. And it's true. People... People are more prone to not restraining themselves in, in, in regards to alleviating themselves of their demons and letting their demons run free as opposed to 
trying to control the things that they have the power to control, but just haven't figured it out yet. I think that's part of peace, too. I, I honestly do. I think that's a big part of finding peace. Um, it, it's all a process. You know, we have to we have to understand that these things are a process. Um, you'll never find some people don't ever find peace, like I said, but there's some people, you know, who spend their whole lives in, you know, search of it, and there's some people who don't care to find it at all and rather live through the chaos. You can live through the chaos and still find peace. Um, but like I said, for myself, there's just a lot of things that I've had to come to terms with in regards to establishing my own mental, you know, st my own mental stability in this quest for peace. Um, but I'm going to leave you with these words and hopefully they ring true to you as they ring true to me. Um, so it's going to be another excerpt. It's from Helen Stainer Rice. Peace is something you fight for with bombs and missiles that kill, nor can it be won in a battle of words. One fashions by scheming and skill for those who are greedy and warlike whose um, advices for power cannot cease, can never contribute in helping to bring this world nearer to peace. For in seeking peace for all people, there is only one place to begin, and that is in each home and heart, for the fortress of peace is within. And those words hold true. You can only find peace from within and if you want peace out in the world if you want peace amongst people you have to not be divisive within yourself within your heart mind and soul there has to be a togetherness there has to be an inner peace there has to be a a willfulness to to be whole and you can't be whole without peace so i leave you guys with that and just bear in mind whatever circumstances or predicaments you are in or things that you have surpassed or things that you feel like you're going to find yourself in in regards to situations. Regardless of those things, regardless of good or bad or negative or positive, just make sure to Find time to reflect, find time to assess, find time to evaluate and alleviate yourself of the pressure and the stress and find your inner peace. Um, that's all I have for you guys today. It's going to be a short podcast and I apologize, but, you know, it is what it is. I think it's self-explanatory. We need peace within ourselves in order to find peace in the world. And that's it. Uh, my name is Terrence Brown, and these are the Brownie Points.